Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. .edu/podcast This is a headgum podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being, I mean, for having me. Oh, of course we're going to be here. Being being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, she really does both. Bees here and has has you. Lacey's here, Lacey's here to interview us. Ask your questions. <laughs> Think. Um, um, how are you? I am here. You're, yeah. You, you do you have a radio show. Uh, yeah, I do a podcast. Podcast. Okay, because yeah. it's on Sirius. Yeah, so, so technically, I guess... On the radio. Is it every day? What time? Oh, I don't know if it's on the radio for real. It's so confusing with if Sirius is on the radio. For no, real. I go too serious, but um, I don't know if they put it on the radio. No, but it's definitely like a podcast for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I final answer. And y'all, make sure to check it out. It's out there <laughs> wherever you find it. That's where it is. The podcast is out there. This is my X Files cool. like uh, advertisement for Scam Goddess. I'm obsessed with you because you're such a real girl, and that I came across you in a green room in New York. Yes. I had receipts to show, and I needed. To to get things off my chest and you sat and you listened and you gave so much wonderful advice that was such a fun time you don't even understand because like i was telling you before yes. we started the podcast that i i forget that uh until i go to new york again that i have theater kid energy yeah and then i get around a bunch of morose stand-ups and they're oh. all so cool and they're just like quiet and chill and like doing their thing and then like i'm like hey what's up guys hey and they're looking at me like oh you're you're weird you're such a poser i'm like Man, you. I'm on TV, whore. I'm on TV, I'll take my little Instagram stories. I'll give a fuck. That's why I don't connect with stand-ups either. That's why they hate me and want me dead. I like stand-ups. I, I, I do stand-up. Right. Same. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, hey, guys. You're both stand-ups and here you are connected. I'm, yeah, for once. I think that in the... I do like... I'll, I always like... Whenever I say yes to a show, the day comes to do the show and I'm like, oh my God, what have I done to myself? Mm-hmm. 
but then yeah. I will say, like, in a green room, a certain social energy happens that's, like, so special on a lineup show. Yeah. Even though that wasn't a lineup show, but it was, like, Alex's show was, like... When I love was Alex. This? I love Alex so much. This You're is for so New York Comedy Festival. Funny. But it's, like, I was going to Chelsea Music Hall alone, morose. And that's in a basement, and we have to remember that. Yeah, but, I, but... To I, get there, it is so confusing. And then someone leads you, like, into a corridor. But you know what I'll say? Do you know the phenomenon of when a venue loves you for no reason? Yeah, yes. I do. Chelsea Music Hall loves me. I love that. Yeah. I love that for you. That's what I was telling you. I was like, <laughs> I love when a hotel knows about me. But it hasn't happened in a while. So uh, if you're a hotel, reach out. Do you know what, <laughs> do you know what story I always t- think about? What? Um, I don't think she'd mind me sharing, but remember we were in a Miami hotel with Michelle Collins sure. and she loved the robes there. Oh, yeah. And so she went up to the desk woman <laughs> and she said, like, I'm sorry, I love your robes. How much to buy one? And the woman said, oh, they're not for sale. And Michelle said, OK, well, I'm going to take the robe. How much money would you like me to pay you? <laughs> so good. Well, I'm having it. Yeah. So. Um, wait, how long have you been in L.A.? I've been here for seven years now. Wow. I think. wow. And yeah. how long were you in New York before that? I think I was there for a strong, like, like almost two years. Okay. Which mm-hmm. they say, I don't know who the they is, mm-hmm. but they say it takes like two years to know if you're a New Yorker. People are always like making rules about like being and a New everything. Yorker. Like people are always deciding like different timelines for identifying as a New Yorker. Well, I've been there 10 years and I still Google Maps everything everywhere I go. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's just something you need so that you can believe enough to leave there it's, because yes. it worked for me because it, yes, I got you, really aggro. You prefer it here. Oh, hell yeah. Like, it was too cold for too long. I was like, bitch, it's April. Why am I still wearing a North Face? Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember being on the train because I worked at this place called Karma Lounge, which is where I first got into stand-up because oh, yeah. I would, like, bartend, like, like, they held random nights. So it would be, like, the Jamaican party night or uh, it would be, like, the foot fetish night. I would get great tips on that night. Uh, <laughs> like the, the ladies of the feet would tip really well and the the foot lovers as well. Wow. Yeah. I would totally let people worship my feet. Wait, I'm so ready. I have, I have a question about night, yeah. foot fetish night. Is it so women come to expose their feet and feet lovers come to watch? Or is it well, so not it as like, gendered as that? We would have, like, a basement and they would set up these, like, partitions so if you were really like trying to have the executive and mind yeah. you, this is one of those places where when you lift your foot, like there's sound. Like it's, yeah. it's, I've been to an open mic there for sure. Yeah, they do stand up there yeah. too on different nights. Where is it? Um, East Village? Yeah, East Village on First Avenue. I think it closed now. It definitely closed now. Wait, wait, wait. So what happens if people put a foot fetish? So it's like the, the ladies of the feet come. The, la- and, <laughs> the ladies and of the feet. How do you become a lady of the foot? I don't know. I guess I guess you just want to get your toes out there. You know? <laughs> is it kind of like they stage mom for feet? They know. Is it like they're an organization, or it's just people who find like they walk by and they say, "Oh, they're having a foot night." Maybe I would. That's something I'd yeah. be interested in trying. I'm sure it was a Craigslist asset. Yeah, ad, ad. I kind of want to do it. <laughs> also works. Ad at the time. So they sit there barefoot, and then what happens? Well, so they come out and. Like, some of them would be in the open spaces, just kind of show and tell. Yeah. And you could do that if you weren't really, like, trying to spend a bunch of money. Maybe you wanted yeah. to grab a few drinks, steal yeah. a little toe in the open. <laughs> but if you really wanted to spend that money and go, yeah. t- you know, to the yeah. champagne toe room, yeah. then, you, then, then you could go behind the partition. And wow. I, I don't know what they did back there, but... Foot stuff is so interesting to me because it's not my journey at all. Lately, I've been almost insecure about my feet because I've been a bit on grinder sure. and like mm-hmm. there's a person on my grid <laughs> called global foot jock so i'm assuming mm. he's really into feet and in one of my grinder pictures like i'm actually like i don't even know if i would want to hook up with this person like i don't know their pictures or anything but like 
you know, you see Global Foot Jock, you're kind of like, well, what do they think of my feet? Sure. And there's one of my pictures, you can see my feet. Mm -hmm. So I kind of sent him that picture to see what he would say. And the picture isn't about the feet, but there are the feet in it. No response. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're a Global Foot Jock. You're seeing my feet. You're not responding. What's wrong with my feet? Can I ask you if this yeah. is like Grinder in L.A.? This is Grinder in L.A. I might know this person. I'll talk to you after the show. Really? Global yeah. Foot Jock <laughs> is a friend. I'm not even kidding. I might know this you person. You might know Global Foot Jock. Yeah. So Global Foot Jock is a friend. Well, ask them what's wrong. <laughs> well, my worst fear is like accidentally sending pictures to someone on Grinder who like knows me because I don't want. I will never like anyone on Grinder. That's definitely gonna happen. If oh, anyone yeah. on Grinder, your public facing face. If anyone on Grinder even acknowledges ever even knowing the podcast, I block them immediately. Hmm. Oh, then you're gonna have to get on Grinder. I, I don't. I don't need to be on Grinder. It's like it's an addiction at this point. Like oh, it it's no fun. good for me. Yeah. I, I think I have beautiful feet, and I'd love to show them off. Yeah. Feet is one of those things even in porn when they start getting into the feet. I just I know. I click forward a few frames. One time, Brian, like my boyfriend, like popped a t one of my toes in his mouth, and I was like. Tickles. Don't need that. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's very nice of him. Totally. It, yeah. I love that he was just like, I want all of you, even even like your feet. And the toe, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, did you like that? He was like, eh. I was like, he's like, did you? I was like, eh. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff we try where we're like, are you into that? It's kind of like, could take it or leave it. But that's so important to be trying. It yeah. is. He's spicy, for sure. Lacey, are you single or partnered? Uh, I'm very single. I've been single for a long time. Mm. Let's get into it. What? Um, are you looking for love or are you over it? Um, I think I was over it for a long time. Why were you over it? I mean, I've been single for like a decade. Wow. You feel SGB. -E. Straight, gay, bi, pan. Oh, a. definitely pan. Oh, um, you are pan. Oh, yeah. you are pan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> New segment. Oh, you are pan. <laughs> and the person who says, no, why are you saying that? Or, yeah. Patricia, Patricia Pan. Oh, you um, are pan. Patricia Pan. <laughs> uh, I've been uh, labeled as bi for a really long time, and I just let people go with it. Like, once they Photoshop you next to RuPaul, you're just like, well, yes. You know? <laughs> like, what are you, you going to do? What was I going to say? Wait, so you've been single for a decade. You, was it because you got burned in love? No, it was because I didn't really have like a true interest in it. So there would be like situationships, mm. yeah. but I was fine with those just because I like wasn't really focused on that a yeah. lot. I recently had a reading that was funny because she was like, one of the oh. cards was like this old lady and she had really long gray hair. And I was like, who is that bitch? Yeah. And um, my tarot card reader is a black woman. And funny enough, a writer and a, like, like a accomplished writer. Oh my, really? She just does this shit on the side. But she was like reading my shit for the year. And it was like really positive and really great. She was like, you're going to turn everything around this year where you're not trying oh. to like build yourself up to show people your worth. Instead, you're going oh, to turn it around that. and start looking for what people have to offer you. There's a lot of like feminine cards in here that are mm -hmm. like, people need to be bringing stuff to you. Yeah. And like when you're dating, you should be like almost auditioning them. Like, what do you have to bring to the table instead of like what you have to offer for people to take away from you? Which I was like, I think that's why I don't really like love. Cause I'm like, you want me to bring up like, like when we go over had a quote, where they were like, Whoopi, when are you going to find love? When are you going to date? And she was like, I don't want somebody living in my house. And I was yeah. like, bitch. Yeah. Yes. I, I, feel like, I, I, I do feel like we're in a moment of like, um, like very famous older woman, like, like an Evan Ross Katz post of like mm -hmm. uh, a 54 year old celebrity woman saying like, I don't want to, um, I don't want someone lying next to me in bed. I'll be single forever. And then every gay person shares it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. happened a couple of times lately. I saw that post. Um, I connect with it. What was I going to say? Well, I need to pull that card. That's such a good way to look at. Well, the lonely old lady card was actually just like you don't have like a past love and a past life. And she was like, "It's not bad. 
it's not bad. Yeah. It's just like you've never really been focused on like love. Is she was like, does that resonate with you? And I was like, yes. I was like, I always felt like a weirdo because people are like, oh, I want love and like everything I've always wanted in my life, I've always managed to achieve. Okay, let's and go. So if I really <laughs> wanted love, go. I feel like I would like yeah. have that by now. But now I kind of feel like I'm like I could love somebody. Yeah, I don't been know if I need them sleeping in my bed or sharing my closet or not. Like that. Yeah. It is annoying. I need to have well, my things. It's so tricky because I think you do. You do get, I think, sucked into sometimes this thing of, like, seeking approval or something. Oh, for me, it's all about just being like, am I disgusting? Yeah. I'll prove that I'm not by forcing someone to have sex with me. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, check. It's hard to <laughs> so keep So you're, like, your... confident you don't need that, is what you're saying. It's hard to keep your wits about you. The wits have not been about us lately. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then also I think it's tricky because when you have, like, the kind of lighter situation, I've realized, like, I'm not good at that either. Like yeah. the whole like, oh, we're having a fling. Cause then I'm like, well, why don't you love me? Mm. Or if I try to have the fling and I'm like, okay, bye. Then that person is like working to try to get my affection only because they're mad that I'm like, well, this is what we agreed to, bitch. I know. Okay, get out. Or I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. Well, and then they're like, why don't you love me? And then I'm like, okay, I could try to love your ass a little bit. And then they're like, ah, I got you, bitch. I don't love you. And I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. I think a fling sometimes almost takes more communication because you have to both be on the same page that's a fling. Do you know oh, what I mean? flings with cisgendered men, it's never that. They don't yeah. ever want a fling. They want you to want them and then they want to throw you away. Yeah, I, I, don't, I can't do that shit with they them. They do, don't they? Ugh. They um, want, yeah. Wait, so on this pod, we like to ask just one question, which is who, who were you, who are you, and, and who, who do you want to be? be? Who is Young Lacey? That's three questions. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh my God, we shut down the whole podcast. <laughs> Wait, let's stop. Let's stop. Stop recording. Stop um, That's going to mess with our taxes. Oh my God, I have to respond to your lady. That's okay. Um, so, uh, what was he going to say? Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Frisco, Texas. Oh my God. Oh. You know, I'm a Texas girl. Ooh, where I'm Texas? from Houston. Okay. It's always Frisco. Houston is the fun girlies. It really is uh, fun. Frisco is north of Dallas. Okay, yeah. I, was, I just did shows in Fort Worth. Oh, okay. Which was actually cute. <laughs> it was actually cute. Yeah. Texas is it's so cute up big. there. We're kind of dry though. That's like where you raise the family. Yeah, diamonds there's not and Dallas, a lot going on. But it's kind of dry. Really are, good. I had some really good barbecue though. Are you only chai? Uh, no. How I'm many? the oldest. Um, but I have a younger. I have two younger sisters and a younger brother. But we don't all live together. Like I lived with my youngest sister, but then my older brother or no, my middle brother and my middle sister live with my biological father. Oh, cool. Yeah. Are you tight with him still? Yeah. Cool. Um, and what was high school like? Did you have boyfriends in high school? Or girlfriends even? As no. Um, I wasn't allowed to do much in high school. So like if I wanted to go anywhere, it had to be like a school activity. So, wow. so your parents were super strict. Yeah. So I was, I was class president. Activity. I was student oh, wow. council oh, president. I was in theater. I ran track. I was a cheerleader. You were a gifted child. Um, what well, distances? I, had, I wanted to get out of the Fucking house. What events? What events? What events? What? In track. You know I'm a big uh, four track by fan. one, four by two, cool. one hundred meter, one hundred meter hurdles until my mom made me stop that because she was like, you just get injured in that. Yeah, and like, yeah. It'd be so flexible. Did you have a yeah. slogan for winning class press? Um. Oh, I probably did, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, let's make one right now. Lacy is mm. good because I feel like there's so much that could rhyme with it. Lacy. Lacy. Mm. Don't be crazy. Don't be. be. Don't be. Lacy is with Lacy. First Lacy with Lacy. How about this? Don't be crazy, but for Lacy. That's really good. So it's ableist because crazy is ableist. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I was pissed. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. Your slogan's ableist, Lacy. 
Um, when I, my, my, the first high school I went to where no one liked me, I ran for treasurer like the first day when no one knew who I was. And I said, I'm going with Cohen. And I made a sign and I lost. And I was like. I ran for a commissioner of school spirit in sixth grade. And I, actually, that. I made it to the general election because like. Commission. It, it Commissioner cool. of schools. Why is one so, so serious? Yeah. Yeah. School spirit and is so fun. There was no like. There was four. There was like president, vice president, secretary, and commissioner of school spirit. But they all had the same exact responsibilities, which was in the beginning of a play of a school play. They brought out the American flag, and that was their only responsibility. But I like. Um, it, you had to like. It's, there was always like a, a candidate from sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade, and in sixth grade, so you had to make it past your grade to get to the general election. Mm-hmm. And I made it past sixth grade by being really funny at recess one day of my life. Like Dude. it was crazy. Dude. Like it happened on the perfect day. All of a sudden, I was being so funny at recess, and then <laughs> literally that was Crushed the day we were recording. And it, that that recess of being funny like got me into the general, and then I lost to a girl called Melissa Sclafani. Shout and shout out. And then course. me and my me and my brother, who's one year older than me, used to like physically fight in our room, mm-hmm. just like fight as hard as we could against each other. And we were fighting, and sometimes it would get too real, like someone would hurt someone too bad, and all of a sudden it was like kind of a real fight. And um, I remember it was like one of those moments, and I had lost to Melissa Zafani, but someone had told me it was close. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and Melissa Zafani was in Terrence's, my brother's grade, and Terrence, like, I remember he had me like pinned down, we were both like so like angry, you you, you, like, you just like start hating each other, and he was like, it wasn't close, but (laughs) Melissa (laughs) Zafani. Terrence, you have to say for yourself. Yeah, well, you have to say for yourself for saying that to me, a queer child. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, so then you were a theater kid. What what shows? Ooh. Tell me everything. Uh, let's see. Uh, a lot of Moyer. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know any plays. Hi, bro. Huh? I don't know any plays. Oh, so like, gosh, I can't remember which Moliere plays, but like oh, a lot I, of Moliere. I wouldn't know them anyways. Um, there weren't, there wasn't a lot of diversity. Shocker. <laughs> um, so like, I remember we did this one play, Remember My Name. This will probably get me canceled, but there, there like, I was the closest thing to Jewish. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so cat. Uh, I, I think it was a bootleg on an Anne Frank play. Oh my God. I played Rochelle. And that was your short play. Um, oh it was our God. competition play. And that's how I know, like, like all the, like, Barukata. No. I, I was little Rochelle hidden in the that basement. Is that amazing. is amazing. Okay, so you're, so, okay, in so, Nazi Germany. So, so, ab- ableist yeah. um, slogan. Yeah. And now taking roles from Jewish actresses. <laughs> and stealing all the roles from. <laughs> Oh the my God. Uh, did you win the competition? <laughs> Just being the worst. Um, I don't think we advanced that year, but the one year that I remember. Wait, they were oh, plays? Oh, Tartuffe, uh, which is Moliere. Um, it was plays, but they were competitions? Sometimes they were competition like one that. acts. Oh. What was it yeah. called? It was called like... Um, it was like UIL one act plays. Yeah, I rem- Yeah, I didn't go to that, but I remember yeah. it. That yeah. And I remember <laughs> all of our like lead roles would always go to this girl named Alex Gustafson, oh. and she was my theater teacher's favorite favorite i would never get a lead never get a lead yeah. me and my friend kirsten never get a lead but i was always always getting supporting roles yeah and then we did blythe spirit and so the lead in that is technically not madame arcati right but i got madame arcati and we went to competition and normally if you win best actress in your like heat group or whatever uh-huh. you advance to state so that year, I won Best Actress. Uh, and so we were so excited because we were like, oh, my God, we're going to advance. Like, we went yeah. to adjudication. We're all just sitting there, like, buzzing because, like, that's normally what happens. 
an adjudication this, and he had to have been one of the girls. He yeah. <laughs> read us for filth, and I'll never forget it because because I could never get a lead from yeah. from this theater teacher ever, and I felt like so bad about my performances always. I'll never forget what he said because sometimes like when I would have really shitty auditions and stuff, I would remember this. He was like. It was like you guys had a quarterback with a rocket for an arm and nobody could catch. But don't you love that, though? But don't you love that? Gagged. (laughs) But isn't that like you being like, oh, my God, guys, like, that's not true. Like, I would love that. It was a very awkward bus ride home. We like thought we were going to succeed and go to state. Yeah. Who gave us our adjudication. So then you didn't get to go to the States because everyone else was bad. But I I don't know. What was your theater teacher's name? I'm not going to say that. I know. Believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always like, I have such a weird... I, I similarly, like, resen- I resented my teacher so much that I would never get the lead parts either. And I was like, you just wait. And that's why we're here right. instead. My she theory- was nice to me. It's just that, like, she had a favorite and I was never going to be that. What happened to the lead, the girl? I mean, she, I mean, I don't think she's an actor. W-I-S-N. Where is she now? W-I-S-N. <laughs> was she one of the people that was, like, in it but bad and, and he was, like, kind of reading? No, she was just a really nice kid. She would yeah. help out a lot and with the theater teacher. And I think <laughs> me that's, being they such were a bitch about her, I'm like, and what favorite? was her fucking deal? <laughs> she was really sweet, actually. No, my, she was lovely. Okay, shout my out. theater teacher was um like a '90s TV character, and that he was like truly gay, but married to a woman. Oh, say, yes. And I it's mean, like you're '90s. T- if you're a theater teacher who's gay but married to a woman in with a like four school, kids, you are truly a '90s TV character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure a lot of those are listening. Tonight. Totally. I, Tonight. <laughs> Tonight on our live podcast show. Um, okay. So, and when was your first, um, rela- so when was your first relationship? Oh, this is kind of, oh God, is everything in my life weird? No. Um, I think it's so normal so far. Everything's so normal. So <laughs> okay. No, so my first like relationship was like a quote. And I want listeners to know she just did air quotes. <laughs> and was, if you're not watching the video, tune in on YouTube. So you can see what's getting air quoted and what is actually not. Um, it was a courtship. A courtship? Yeah. That sounds so very, like proprietor. My parents were like, you haven't like gone on any dates and you're 16. And I graduated when I was 17. So they were like, you need to like know how to like go on dates and know wow. how to be treated oh. like a lady. So they found this guy from I'm my mom's job. Will you date our daughter? We. Has great. Yes. That's the Jennifer Lawrence movie. What was that called? No we'll, go behind, yeah. we'll go behind partition. <laughs> <laughs> or cooks champagne. <laughs> like not even the good shit. Um, yeah, so I, I, was, I went on dates with this guy. Um, what? Wait, wait, first of all, were you raised religious? Um. Yes, but but my parents aren't super religious. Okay, so but, yeah. Yeah. they were strict, but it wasn't like yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't like purity no ring. skirts, yeah. uh, no dancing footloose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> was it you? Was How it? old was this guy you were going on dates with? You're like thirty um, six. <laughs> <laughs> he was forty five, but he was a young forty. Yeah, yeah. He was a young soul. <laughs> yeah, he was one of my mom's coworkers. Oh my <laughs> down god, at the mill. No. Wait, can I ask you this? Um, only answer if you feel safe. What? How old are you now? Only answer if you feel safe. How old, are, how old am I now? Yeah. Uh, I'm in my early 30s. Okay, cool. I'm in my mid. Okay. I'm, I'm early too. We're I'm, actually, I'm actually technically in my late. You're not late. You're I not am, late. I'm technically in my late. I'm 35 plus. No, you're not. I'm, I, you're 35. I was 35 on October 31st and now I'm 35 okay, plus. Okay, enough. enough. <laughs> did, you, did you kiss this guy on the date? Um, Not on the first date. Okay. No. okay. But um, so he was like my mom's friend's son. Perfect. You. Um, or like coworker's son. 
And he would take me on dates. Was he cute? Yeah. Yeah. And he would take me on dates and he would like open all the doors and walk on the outside of the sidewalk and like pull out all my chairs and pay for everything. And the whole point was just like, so I knew how to be treated like a lady. Wow. And then he became my boyfriend. And like, I didn't really like, understand that like because i was a year above him even though we were the same age so then like when it was time for me to go off to college i didn't like (laughs) my dad had to explain this to me because i would be like oh my gosh it's gonna be crazy when i go off to college and we break up like who are you gonna take to prom she better be cute like i would say stuff like this but i wasn't trying to be mean yeah and i remember like he ended up breaking up with me. Are you serious? And I was like, oh my God, like, why did he break up with me early? I thought we were going to break up in the summer, like, when I went to college. Like, we talked about this. And my dad was like, you were torturing that boy. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? And my dad was like, you were literally telling him, like, who is he going to take to prom? She better be cute. Like, he probably thought you guys were going to stay together when you went to college. And I was like, I was yeah. like well, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> it would be ridiculous. Yeah, I was yeah. like, but I'm, he was I'm like fully to in Pittsburgh. Love. Like, what, what, what would we do? You went to college in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Where? I went to Pitt. Cool. You know, yeah. I just did a show in Pittsburgh. It was so fun. I love Pittsburgh. It's really cool. Yeah. What was it called? It's like not a city, but kind of a city. That's how I think of it. Yeah. I got a haircut there for some reason. Why would you do that? <laughs> it was so weird. I haven't got my haircut in like two and a half years, and I had a full day, and I was like, me on Google Maps, haircut. And then I just went. That's classic. They did an okay job. I don't know. Remember when we were in Denver? I like, I was going to the gym, but I didn't bring enough shorts. So I go like, Surely there's an athletic store nearby in Denver. I'm like walking around Denver, 5,000 feet of altitude, huffing, huffing, huffing. Cannot find any place that sells like mesh athletic shorts. Literally, I went to nine different places. The only place I found was like a sports memorabilia store where I paid ninety dollars no. for Denver Nuggets mesh shorts. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, remember I showed you. Oh, why said, did they have to be mesh so bad? Well, they just need to be something I could work out in. Sure. They didn't have like a, a sports and outdoors. The, uh, that, but it was crazy. Academy, <laughs> sports yeah. and outdoors. Right stuff. The right, right price. Academy. Academy. Is uh, that a worldwide chain or it's a Texas thing? I don't know. It? it must be. Do you know? Mo- I remember being so jealous because this girl I went to school with was in an Academy commercial. And I was like, I was like, mom and dad, please let me be an actor, child actress. And they were like, no. And wait, did you guys have models? No. No. Oh, we have but models. I, I, it was now there's one on Sixth Avenue. Heard of them. Yeah. Oh, sure, oh, sure. There is one on Sixth Avenue. Academy was like such a rush. I remember thinking that like being in a commercial was like the pinnacle of acting. I begged my parents it's to be everything. an actor too. And they said no? Uh, well, like I wanted to be an actor when I was five. But did you yeah. tell them what that judge and said? So... How you're the only person with an ounce of talent on your, in your whole cast? What? Did you tell them what that judge said that you're the only well, person? Well, my parents always let me take acting classes outside of school as long yeah. as my grades were good. Because when I, t- I told them when I was five I wanted to be an actor. My mom got me headshots. And then she sat me down and she was like, I just don't think this is like a good thing for kids to do. And like, I don't want to be like us living in my car trying to get you gigs yeah. or whatever. Well, yeah. And I was like, like, okay. Me and Lacey are going to California. The rest of the family staying here. We're going right. to live in a little like complex for like right. stage moms and their daughters. The, yeah. The yeah, the and we're going to join Abby Lee Miller Dance Company. <laughs> Separate from nothing. This is just completely. Nothing. We sometimes like casting couch porn. I I pretend if I'm watching casting couch porn, I pretend that I'm. I always pretend I'm the bottom, and I'm like pretending that like I'm in college and straight, but I like I'm hot, and so I think I could be an actor. And some guy who's local is like, I can get you and stuff. Come and like we'll make a tape, and then he like starts fucking me, and I'm like, that's hot. And I'm loving it. I'm like, oh fuck, I must be gay. Yeah, I really want. I literally want a realization. Literally every point I watch. I create my own narrative. It always ends up with me being like, oh, fuck, I guess I'm gay. 
<laughs> That's the title of my book. Oh fuck, I guess I'm gay. Oh my god. Oh fuck, I guess I'm gay. <laughs> The oh one porn God. I'll always remember is one that I had to track down based off of the meme that turned into a joke that people just say all the time. Which one is that? You know the, the the one joke that you'll see on Twitter a lot that was like, in front of my salad? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that comes from a porn. Interesting. Wow, the more you know. Yeah. And so it's like these two people are like fucking and there's just like a woman in the corner who's like, in front of my salad? <laughs> and I was like, why do they even have this joke in here? But this is amazing. Yeah, That's amazing. It's really special when porn transcends into, yeah. into culture. I love when it's like a joke and I'm like, we're all on these websites. Like, yeah. we are all here. I always remember, you know, my, for a long time on the podcast, I talked about what was at the time my favorite porn. It's not my Massage. favorite Porn anymore. It's called right. Massage Beef, and the premise of Massage Beef is that it opens on. I've said the plot of this porn so many times in this I podcast, know, actually, yeah. but never in a studio. It opens on like this really hot psychiatrist who's talking to camera, and he's actually not part of the scene, but it's like a framing device. And he says like, and the psychiatrist has men come into him who are struggling with things, and he kind of has to figure out what's going on. And this young this man came in, and he could tell that the guy was gay, but he wasn't accepting it, and it was manifesting in like pain. So he sends him to a masseuse. The body keeps the score. But the masseuse, like, is working with the, the booty psych- keeps the score. <laughs> but the masseuse in the piece is actually working with the psychiatrist to fuck the people he sends him to prove to them that they're gay. And so it's really hot. And, like, um. Somehow I feel like I'm hearing this for the first time. There's just so much plot. To I, get I to need the... plot. And if there's not enough plot, I'm writing my own plot. I crave plot. And so, but one time, and I've talked about it on the podcast, and then one time I went to Massage Beef. And I, you know how there's like comments. Mm-hmm. I read the comments, and someone's comment was like, "Seek treatment brought me here." <laughs> <laughs> I love reading the porn comments lately. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Welding instructor Alex Declare knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go, look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I watched a porn this morning, can you believe? Oh, wow. Can you believe? Can't, I can't believe. And it was, you know... Okay, the the premise was this girl's like <laughs> trying on lingerie in her room and like her her guy roommate is like secretly watching in the closet. Uh-huh. And then he comes out she's like, "Oh my god, you perv, you're watching me." I'm like, "Okay, hot." Yeah. And then uh she's like, "Well, you know, the only reason why I'm doing this is cuz I have a date tonight and I I want to get laid and but you're right here." Yeah. And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 yeah. what?" And then <laughs> There's okay. this porn that I'm like... I didn't even get to the sex part. Just like as soon as it starts, I'm like, that's crazy! The worst <laughs> is when there's a porn where it's like everything's just right, but one thing is ruining it. Because uh-huh. it's like you always yeah. go back to that porn because like maybe this time, like, no, that's taking me out of it. There's this one porn where it's like this guy's waiting for their guy to show up at his motel. They're both really hot. The guy shows up. 
they start like fucking but another piece of the porn is that there's a guy like literally in the crawl space of the walls no, watching no, them no. so like, every time it's getting good we cut to the guy in the crawl space like watching i'm like i don't care about this character like i don't care about this character <laughs> we don't need the guy in the crawl space <laughs> wait we will be linking in the episode notes yeah. i think that one's called no tell no, motel no tell motel uh, yeah. but i will say back in the day sex court would have like wait what's sex Court. Sex court used to be on Skinamax, and so it wasn't oh. really porn. It was soft core, but they would always have someone that would be like the judge, and they'd be like, "I need to see you in my chambers." And then the lawyer would go into the chambers, and they start doing it. And then for some reason, the stenographer would walk over to the chambers, <laughs> and then she would see them like through the window, yeah, like, and then she'd just start diddling her skittles, but yeah. she'd never go in. I, and, but I wanted to. But I like when they cut back to her because she'd still be like yeah this is working for me yeah. like, I didn't mind that but I feel like a guy in a wall yeah, it's I'm like, like let no, me be the guy in the wall like see. I want to be the guy in the wall that watching that role's taken that yeah. role's been passed yeah. yeah we don't need oh to my see God. you oh. okay so you're in you're in Pittsburgh yeah. what do you what do you study in college I have a marketing degree and I have a performance degree. Wow. So, so were you like, I'm going to be an actress. You can't stop me, mom. Yeah, but then I still was like, I'll get a marketing degree to, to make you happy. Yeah, to yeah. make my parents happy. Yeah, if it makes you happy, then I'll get a marketing degree. for me. I used to love that song when I was little. Yeah, it's a great, yes. a great song. You can, hey, you can love it now when you're big. I loved hey, My Hands by Jewel. <laughs> Not that it matters. Too See, much. So Wait, what I'm so sorry. I loved My Hands by Jewel I love My Hands by Jewel. These hands are small. Yeah, okay. No. I, like, have a, I have a core memory connected to that song. What's but yours? But you have a memory. Yes. Okay, what's your memory? <laughs> Mine is, is that when I was a kid, my mom thought I was so weird because every Christmas, like, I would be like six years old. And I'm like, Mom, before I open my presents, I don't know, like, what? Because, like, we would donate gifts and, like, go yeah. buy them at Walmart or wherever and donate them and wrap them and stuff. Yes. And then before I would open my gifts, I was like, Mom, can you play this song? And she would play My Hands by no. Jewel. Kids <laughs> <laughs> are so why? funny and weird. Wait, what? No need to worry. Because where is waste? Oh, my God. Times oh, like that these. would get me in the spirit. You were setting the soundtrack. <laughs> and I would literally, like, just, like, morosely open my presents to my hands by Oh that's my god, amazing. that's incredible! Kids, I was like, "What is wrong?" With that's you? a perfect core memory. You that makes me, that makes me want to have kids. I'm like, I want my kids to do something so crazy. Like, kids that. are always doing the weirdest <laughs> shit. That's that what I is, love. Kids do say the darndest thing. They, they, they say do and listen to the darndest things while they're opening, uh, while they're wrapping presents. You needing the drama of just like the ribbon and like. I was just so appreciative of my blessings. <laughs> yeah, I that's can't even beautiful. tell my core memory because it pales in comparison. No, you're here. Well, we need to hear it. My core memory is that like my cousin was having her birthday party at the public pool bluebirds no um sarah sure and um and so that cousin family it's like two girls and a boy and then my family was like well wait pat I, can i pause you yeah can you describe the public pool <laughs> it was like it was it's the only public pool i know so like i can't compare it to anything but it just was like a normal pool and then there were like picnic tables over so like if you did have a summer birthday like you sure. might have a your birthday but is it like there. one of those where it's like kind of like like long and deep long and deep and actually kind of scary in its own weird mm. way okay and like i learned how to swim underwater but because like my swimming teacher like forgot about me and i had to swim underwater to survive <laughs> but um so my cousin was having her birthday party there it, it was it was actually like looking back I'm filled with fear because, like, it was really big and, like, the diving boards are so high and they're so, like, stiff. When you're little, they're so high, it's outrageous. Yeah. 
And, um, but like, you know, like, and then like after people swam, there was like picnic tables where you would like sit and have like pizza and whatever. Was there a gazebo? I don't believe that there was. Okay, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> and because like their little brother was a boy and like me and my brother were boys, like we were kind of sitting at our own table and then like her and her girlfriends were like sitting at the main table. And you were like, but like there was all these bags of chips and so like <laughs> chips at a pool is like so interesting because like they're so wet. But we were having like all uh, that is such a visceral pruny <laughs> hands yeah. and salty chips. And yeah. so we were enjoying I'm all hungry. the chips at the boys' table. And then the mom came over to like bring them over to the main party, the girls. And we like weren't wanting her to. And my cousin Danny kept singing these chips. They are my own. They, they are my own. <laughs> they are my own. We thought it was the funniest they thing are in the world. Funny. Yeah. Danny's hysterical. Oh. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So then after college, you're like, I'm moving to New York and make my dreams come true. Yeah. And that was, it was, not a mistake. Mm -hmm. uh, I learned a lot there. I had a lot of wild times. Obviously, I worked at Karma Lounge. That's wow. when I got into stand-up. That is wild. Did you do... So, off-air, you mentioned to me. Yeah, but it's Brigade Theater. Yeah, you Did you me. improvise? Yeah, so, actually... Um, I got this from a very lovely person named Jacinto. Uh, shout out to Jacinto. He's an actor. And if you saw his face, you'd be like, I recognize his face. I don't know from where, but Wait. like he's just been acting for forever. Yeah. But, Is he on TV? Yeah. But he was. I think I know him. My friend's. So my cousin's friend from college, church's friend. Oh. <laughs> so we are going to do a diagram. <laughs> Put the red string yeah, exactly, together. Yeah. Exactly. Who agreed for some wild reason to take me out to coffee and kind of run game for me on like how to be an actor. Wow. Because by oh, this so point, sweet. I had been scammed so many times. Honey, there was a photographer who had me out in Brooklyn dodging cars on the street talking about he had shot Denzel Washington's daughter. Wow. And I was like, Denzel Washington's daughter? Like, oh, yeah. you, you must be photographer to the stars, bitch. Here go $800. Okay, you gonna make me a star tomorrow. I was going to Tomorrow, come. I'm gonna be Denzel Washington's daughter. I want to get these pictures. And what was Denzel Washington's daughter? No shade to Denzel Washington's daughter. Denzel, I love you. But at the time, like, what, what about this? But I was like, that's close enough to Denzel. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Closer than I've been. You know, one time I heard that Denzel Washington was directing an episode of Grey's Anatomy and got into a huge. Um, oh, with Ellen Pompeo. Blowout fight with Ellen Pompeo. About what? Yeah. About like, I, she I know. She was trying to like talk to him spicy and crazy. Yeah, and she said, This is my show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which we, we were all like, Baby, that's Denzel. Uh, yeah. yeah, so she's still doing that's that. My father. Yeah. yeah. That's my father. I'm basically Denzel Washington's daughter at this point. Oh, so. my God. Oh, wait, so, okay, so. Okay, so Okay, then I was going to the actor's studio in New York where you get scammed by commercial direct or mm -hmm. yeah, commercial yes. casting directors oh, who God, are currently is... not even casting anything. And you audition ah. for them with fake commercial sides. Yeah. And, and you pay for it, right? Yeah. And I remember one lady fucked me up for a while. She told me, oh my, well, you know, you, you are like a sassy black girl and that's really out now. Like, you don't really have to do that anymore. Wow. I said, bitch, I'm just being me. What the fuck? And she kind of fucked me up. I, I, after I, went, I had another person who was like, you know, you really don't need to wear makeup to auditions. Like, you need to be a blank canvas so they can imagine the character on you. Just the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. Casting is all about walk in and look exactly like we need you to look like so we can fix the problem. Yeah, they literally like... They, like they, this ain't America's oh Next Top Model. If you're, just the dumbest advice you ever fucking got. They like, have no imagination. If you're hair is like parted no, wrong they're like you could never play the you role. just unlocked a memory for me of where i had a really bad headshot of me but i'm wearing this like blue jacket with a collar and the, this agent goes you look really blue collar 
And I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, is it because I'm wearing a shirt with a blue collar? <laughs> I was like, what? Um, wait, is that why you... The dumbest people in America are working in that industry. Yeah. They're scamming everybody. Yeah. But so this, so I just had a lot of bad run-ins and I was feeling like really down. So then the, the seven degrees of my cousin's mm-hmm. friend from college and then friend from church, he took me out and he was like, so here's the five ways I know how to actually get into acting. I'd love to know. He was like, yeah. you could do stand-up. He was like, you know, you could do something like a UCB training program. There's no guarantees, obviously, to yeah. any of this, but it's less scammy than the shit I was totally. Yeah. He was like, you could go back to school. Like, you could go to, like, a Yale, a Rutgers, mm-hmm. like, a place that's going to have a rigorous training program. No and shit. Then, oh, yeah. Is Rutgers very good at acting? Yes. Okay. It's a very, it's an excellent, Ex- like, okay, cool. you know, or uh, cool. NYU. Like, Rutgers is an excellent um, acting training program. Um, but, you know, at Berkeley, like, places like that, right? Like, and those are obviously, like, upper echelon. But, like, even the, the ones that are lower tier than that, like, you know, they have their showcases. They have their regional theaters, right? He was like, regional theater. You can get your actor equity card you can travel you can do that um he just like listed a bunch of ways that you could legitimately like find people who are you know gonna be able to represent you and like you can get involved in it so i started with stand-up then i was like oh it's dark and nasty and all these men are alcoholics and they are mean to me Uh and i was funny as fuck but i was like this just feels a little a little ghetto so (laughs) where were you doing shows karma Um, karma gotham eastville like yeah the the girls yeah. it's fucking bleak yeah. and then I started doing UCB and then I was like oh this shit is like church camp like this feels like <laughs> compared to what I was doing slumming it with y'all yeah. and, and then I started doing that and like you know it was a bit of a pyramid scheme but it was a pyramid yeah. scheme that worked for me totally I and think it's fun UCB is I loved a, it a and then I had community yeah, yeah. What, what years were you there so I was there 2013 2015 okay and I was on a Lloyd team during those years oh yeah I was I, on I was on for uh, I was on Lloyd team uh, um Lloyd Knight a program that famously is a one year program and then you're either moved up or off. I was on it for actually four consecutive years. <laughs> I probably saw you perform. Yeah, then. I was on the first all female Lloyd team Detroit. It was my first one. I'll never forget seeing him. <laughs> Very proud. Then, I was like the funniest person. My Lloyd teams were a Detroit witch camp in Barrymore. Anyways, good title. Barrymore sounds familiar. Yeah, I feel like I probably saw you perform. I had then. that was in the worst of my. That was when I was literally like. There was a time of my UCB career where I would literally be on the back line getting notes from our coach. And I would like, I thought it would occur to me, I would literally walk off the back line in the rehearsal space, go up into like a little like pocket and just take out like oxy out of my bag and take it. And then, oh go, and then go back to the back line and literally think to myself like, oh, if anyone noticed that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I had full Lloyd team practices that I like, because I remember one Lloyd team practice, like I, I'm an addict, but I'm sober now, mm-hmm. but I like. I remember being huh. awake for like three days on Adderall and taking so much Ambien to come down and then waking up like 20 minutes before my Lloyd team practice, which like they take so seriously. Like if you miss one, you like get an email from your artistic director telling you you're a bad person. <sighs> and so I rushed to it. Like Ambien does this crazy thing where it's like you actually will be acting so normal and you'll be doing whatever. I did a full three hour improv no, practice, no. went home and then literally looked at the clock and I was like, wait, it's five hours later. Like hadn't, hadn't created any memories since that I'd woken up. So, so I had no memory of the... Of going to this rehearsal space, doing improv comedy in a room for three hours, and then and coming then they're home. Like your initiations were so great. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, like what initiation? That, that pattern game was inspired. I can't believe you were like functioning while doing that. Functioning is so generous. But do it. But making art, make creating art. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, what made you say UCB is not for me? Eventually, what brought you to L? 
I mean, it just, the grind of New York City, it felt like everything was so hard. It's like, if I have to get up and I have to fight everybody on the sidewalk, yeah. I remember I was... Com- <laughs> Where did you no, go? No, literally. I remember, like, I was working, I would... I. My last job in New York was like I went to the Hamptons, worked out there. That was insane. Oh my god! But like that's how I made enough money to like move to LA because the money out there was like water. I could make like eight thousand dollars a night, like serving tables. Yeah, like well, it I was done that. crazy. Wow! Uh, I was always like doing an interview for like Squarespace customer help. Same. Never uh, getting it. I was chasing the bag. I only worked where the richest people were like yeah. spending money at. I was yeah. like, if I if I at least got a college degree, bitch, I'm gonna chase these these rich motherfuckers, and I'll be right there, like a coup de grace. Like, what wine pairing would you like with this? I, I learned like if you drink too much there, there, then you need salty food. I learned yeah. everything. Like I was studying wine menu. I'm like, bitch, I gotta do something. Oh my god. But um. Oh. But I remember one time I was on the train, like this was probably when I was still working at Karma or one of them drug fronts I worked at. I worked at a lot of drug fronts. And yeah. that's the best money and they treat you real nice. Yeah. And they don't care if you're a little late. I didn't do my, <laughs> I, I like did not do my 20s right. You did it's, a lot. I feel like you did them pretty right. Yeah, no, you did a lot. I did what do you not. Mean? Do, I was but, never, I was always so broke. I didn't have an apartment for you. I, I, I never understood like how to get my hands on money. Like I always felt like I was hustling, but I never in a good way, like where I was like knowing about food to cry and getting money for it. I don't think I made any. I worked at a restaurant and made no money doing it. But anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. You're I good. I mean, my mom always <laughs> said you're meant to survive your 20s. And yeah. as long as you do that, then <gasps> we're yeah. here. I, yeah. But yeah, it was just, oh, what was I saying? No. Oh, I remember being on a train, like coming home from work. And there was this lady who was like kind of bumping me. And I thought she was just like bumping me by accident. And then I realized it was on purpose. And like all I had was like the corkscrew from work on me. And I flicked up the <gasps> little baby knife. Oh, my God. And then I remember getting off the... T- and I was just holding it where it was, like, visible. Oh, my God. And I remember getting off the train and thinking to myself, like, Lacey, like, what were you going to do with that little baby knife? Like, are we going <laughs> to... We going to stab so her with a little tiny baby <laughs> knife? Like, what were you going to do? And I was just... I was, like, I was so scared and keyed up all the time. Like, one yeah. time this man, like, was, like, you know how, like, where you're waiting on a train... If there's a train on the tracks, like you get out of the way when people are like coming and you're yeah. getting off the train. Like, get yeah. up, let them get on the train. There's no train on the tracks. This man like bumps into uh-huh. me, like bumps fully. Like we're face to face. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, really. <gasps> Instinctually, I donkey kicked the man back <gasps> down the stairs. He falls. Oh no. my and I'm like, fuck. Uh, so then I start running upstairs. I'm like, this bitch oh gonna come back and get me. I was like, I had become so aggro yeah. in New yeah. York. I had become so angry, so like yeah. I'm freezing all the time. I'm yeah. fighting everybody all the time. Yeah. I'm just mad. Like I, I was like, I can't live here no more. Yeah. Where, I need sun. I need vitamin D. Yeah. I'm sad. I was just eating popcorn and watching Family Guy to go to sleep every night. I, I had lost oh. so much weight. I was like, which I was like cunty, but then I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm always gaining. <sighs> um, Wait, by the way, if you are on a subway and someone's go for the eyes, if you're listening to this, go for the eyes. Oh, interesting. Oh, if you only got a little baby knife, definitely the eyes. You gotta go like... for the eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're rocking the baby knife, <laughs> go for the eyes, girl. Who's <laughs> gonna uncork the bitch? Like, what was I gonna do? These hacks allow you to kill someone with a baby knife. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Open you up like a Chablis, bitch. Like, what, what was I gonna do? Um, are you into wine now? I mean, uh, take it or leave it. Yeah. yeah. And now, how long have you been doing Scam Goddess? Four years. Wow. Yeah. High school, high school college graduation. Four years. Yeah. <laughs> You're a senior. I'm a senior now. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you love having a pod? 
I do. I actually really do. I uh, don't do video. Well, sometimes we'll do video and we'll do clips. I feel like I've seen video. And then people will be like, where's the whole thing? And I'm like, yeah. I've never seen the whole thing, bitch. I know. Like, I know. Newly, I'm kind of like. We're newly doing the whole thing. We've never done really video It does give you an extra element of awareness of like, how am I sitting and how is that kind Well, that's of why I'm literally covered. No offense, no offense to my body. I love my body, but it feels really crazy to wear leggings and have like my full like pussy. <laughs> belly like this like on camera like i'm not gonna sit like that <laughs> unless you guys like it you fucking freak <laughs> that's how we do love it i know well, i feel bad i'm like i'm re- i'm regressing to like fifth grade awkwardness with this but it just feels weird to not have something in front of me no i have a jacket and i have you know been, what i mean i have been doing this with my arm right? the whole time yeah. i'm think... like is my coochie out because like, yeah. i realized i was like oh the slit on this we'll is higher it. than we'll, i thought we'll pixelate everyone's gentle. maybe we need like a table <laughs> Something. Well, I well, think it looks amazing. Thank you. No, you look fantastic. I don't. I, I you know what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. No, I do though. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I have these. Like, whatever. Okay, so then who are you now? Who am I now? Hollywood um, star. Nah, nah. I'm a. I, I'm someone who's like back into the work. Um, yeah, I, I need a, to get back into the work. I had a weird few years. I'm having a weird few years. I'm it's having a weird been year. brutal out there. Yeah. I can't get excited about my career for some reason lately. I, I resonate with that so hard. I used to be so into and passionate about it. And lately I'm like. I think because you got a lot of the things you wanted. And it's not what I imagined. Love you, Rodrigo. I I literally understand that. And then yeah. you feel kind of guilty about yes. it. Yes. Because I'm like, I, I should be so happy. And then I, and you know what makes it worse? is people around you who maybe aren't as successful. Yeah. Uh, the air quotes again, if you're listening yes. to this. Like, they look at you and they're like, why aren't you happy? I know. And also and they're like, hustling so hard. Yeah. I'm like, I remember when I was like that. And, and then you feel lazy or something. I mean, to be honest, I'm still hustling hard. And I'm, like, realizing now that I'm, like, this shit is never going to fucking stop. Exactly. And that is what is upsetting about it to me. Like, I, recently Taraji was talking about, like, how she was disappointed in her reps and fired all her reps after she did Empire because she was, like, where are my brand deals? Like, where yeah. is the stuff that I thought was going to happen? And, like, on one hand, I followed Taraji's career forever. And, like, I remember there was this Hollywood Reporter article that we did in the pandemic we were all individually talking about how like for black women hair and makeup and stuff like isn't guaranteed on set like you could be the lead on the show you could be like series regular and no one will know how to do your face your makeup like you're still doing it in your trailer by yourself you'll be on a movie you bring your own i bring my own hair my own makeup everything to every set i go on to the first days no matter what because i can guarantee you they're not gonna know how to do it and i'm somebody's gonna get somebody's getting fired beyonce like always (laughs) so and when i read the article because they interviewed me individually it was me natasha rothwell gabrielle union and taraji b henson and i was like now wait a damn minute (laughs) Me, I was like, okay, I'm very early on in my career, but what the, these three have should not be in here? Like, yeah. me, like, not calling them helps, but like, they're established. Yeah, like, not calling them efforts. Like, Gabrielle, <laughs> Gabrielle Union, Union r- raised like, us all. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? So, like, she's been fighting. I feel like it's very, all my life I had to fight, but now that the industry has changed, I feel like we're going to be fighting all our lives. I'm like, when am I not going to have seven jobs, bro? Yeah. Oh. And it's like, this is the fight now. It's yeah. like, I remember like seeing TV actors, like that's why it was so funny, like watching Fran Drescher talk about stuff during the early aughts of the SAG strike before I think somebody the pulled the nanny the over. <laughs> yeah. Somebody brought the nanny over. Mr. Sheffield was like, nanny, come over here. <laughs> oh my God. Because you've been getting residuals since most of these motherfuckers been alive. Okay. Yeah. You don't understand the fight. I know. And she was like, we it's not that bad out here. Bring your ass up. Yeah. Show what? Yeah. So and then she did change the tune. Pulled her by her apron and was like, show what? So over here because like now it's like maybe they found a way to trick us i've 
I can't say too much, but now it's even roles where you'll see somebody in most of the show and they're getting paid as I a know. recurring yes. instead of it's as a so serious fun. regular. What's chilling is like, when you'll go to someone's house who's on like four television shows and then you really and you're like, I'm about to see how the other half lives. Yep. And then you're like, Oh, you're Maybe like, this is my couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want some you want some water? I only have one. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> like I'm not playing. Like yeah. it's hard out here. It's really bleak. Tell me about the strike really broke me because like I felt like I was hustling and had like so much going on and then like it all came to a screeching halt, and now I'm like, and it does feel slow to start back up. Like, it does feel like that to me. Well, everything's been shut down for like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but I understood you're saying, Pat. Like, I, I'm very grateful, and but at the same time, I'm very tired, and I feel like the burnout, like, I was like, the only way for me to cure the burnout is to just not look ahead anymore. Yeah. Um, you like, have to be in the especially moment. Being, especially you as a gifted child, you've been going, 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 going. I'm just trying to have fun looking down at the work that I'm making and just have a good time yeah. making the thing. Like, I'm looking at the thing. I'm not looking ahead. I unfollowed every news publication, Deadline, Hollywood Reporter, oh, all that shit. Yeah, like, no way. I'm not looking at none of that. I don't no give a fuck way. what project's coming out. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck who got what. It has nothing to do with me. Nope. I'm like... I'm I like, good yeah. for you. I'm happy for my friends. Like, I'm celebrating everyone. I get on Instagram. I'll post on my story. Occasionally, I'll post to my feed. I'm not checking likes. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I'm literally just looking at the work that I'm looking at. And I'm like, oh, if it goes, it goes. If it doesn't, yeah. I literally... I have to do that. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Yeah, you just inspired me. Yeah, because it's just been, you know... I feel like so many things I've worked on the past few years take forever never go i feel like so my self-esteem is so down it's like, it has nothing to do with me i can't control it all and, we can do is like like what about this makes me happy exactly what about this made me happy before why was i, I happier chasing this i know that's what i that's what i just this. talked about in therapy is like is like there was this carrot on a string for so long mm-hmm. and then you accidentally like get the carrot and then you're like i don't feel like i've gotten the carrot no but then i feel like it's a new it's almost like a mountain where you're like yeah. oh you reached the summit but then you're like oh <laughs> damn there's way more mountain up there i know <laughs> yeah, okay yeah, yeah, the yeah. clouds are still covering my next mountain yeah um and who do you want what's your end goal what's, what's your the final dream? form the final form is to just get paid to be myself like, yeah well you have yeah. that with got us I mean, yeah, but, like, I I just want to show up and be myself. Like, yeah. I want to, like, literally walk into a room and sit down and just be like, ta-da! Like, yeah. no planning, nothing. I want I want to show up and Stick be like... style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing as me today? Yeah. Like, yeah. literally know nothing. Yeah, do you write as well? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I want to know nothing. I yeah. want to script nothing. I yeah. want them to just be like, oh, Lacey said she's going to be here at five. <laughs> hey, y'all! <laughs> What are we doing today? <laughs> and then a direct deposit hits one day yeah. later. Oh, literally. literally. <laughs> I guess that's my goal. No, I want to have a TV show. I got to get I gotta get moving. You will. I got to yeah. get moving. You are moving. I mean, I want those things, but I don't yeah. think that's the end goal. I think the very, very end is just popping up. Yeah. At <laughs> <laughs> whatever time suits. Um, okay, should we do our ending segments? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so crush of the week. Do you have a crush of the week? It can be person, place, thing, anything. Yeah. Oh, crush of the week. Okay, so my crush of the week is still, this is going to sound so pretentious, but I feel like it's getting run down now. I got to go before it gets so what, run down. What? Hmm. I'm on Gary. Oh, I've never been. Wait, what's that? <laughs> it's like the fanciest resort you can go to. Oh, I don't know about those things. Did you go? You laugh because I said it's going to get run down. 
Where it's in? Where is it? It's in New Mexico or something. <laughs> yeah, I think it's in Utah. Or is okay, it, so is did it you go? Utah or New, or New Mexico? It's Arizona. It's Arizona. It's like Sedona. It's. Wait, why am I forgetting? I I definitely know where it is. Now we have to look it up. Oh, it's in Utah. It's they in have Utah. a few. They oh, have they a have a few. few. They, they have, have one few. in Wyoming. Too. Okay. Um, so it's a really nice spa where you can get like oh. great spa treatments and they have like beautiful views and yeah. like it's just a gorgeous place. Um and I've really, really wanted to go. I was even just trying to convince my friend to like let me throw her bachelorette party there just because I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I can just go by myself. But it's so, yeah. I just saw a TikTok that was like all the Amangari resorts are doing this thing where for $150,000, you can do a trip around the world at like all of them. Yeah. And I, in my sickness, me who doesn't own property, have anything I was like kind of a good deal <laughs> listen it's like five grand a night yeah. it's crazy and I'm just like lusting over it so bad you deserve it oh, you gotta go yeah I know I think I'm gonna have to go I'm going to um Columbia for a friend's birthday party in February that's, that's gonna be my, amazing and it's at a resort okay it's and, at a resort where do you good. fly into there's some parts of Columbia don't Puerto be looking Hania. around too much I know, okay I know okay. I like it's so unlike me to go on a leave trip leave your $90 mesh shorts at home <laughs> okay. or bring them and start having to go, like, go out looking looking real yeah. robbable um <laughs> that'll be fun my crush of the when week when is that by the way the end of Feb great um my Columbus crush of the week just so happens to be a woman called Francie who works at my gym just mm-hmm. like amazing That's a great energy yeah. Just like always so bright and shiny. Like I see her, we girl out. Like she told me I looked like I was glowing the other day. I was like, Jorgen's natural glow. She was like, sometimes her hair is like blown out in this really beautiful way. And she just gets it. I wanted to tell and you. the first 2024 goal is to get huge asses. So we've like really connected over that. That's nice. Yeah. I connected with the woman at Lululemon who you connected with. Oh, I connected with the woman at Lululemon. With, I went to a Lululemon with Pat in Colorado. And I, I look, I'm like browsing. I look over. He's like telling her about hacks. He's like, <laughs> so then for this next season, I'm like, he's best friends with this girl. I don't know. Me and, me and like retail cashiers. I told you about the yeah. woman at APC, right? No. Literally this woman is like, she. I go to APC on sunset when I need to feel like connected to my humor. Because, like, <laughs> the first time I went, I always say APC is fine. You go in there. Wait, what is the APC? APC is like, like a clothing. It's like an overpriced basic. It's overpriced Ooh, basics. And, like, you. And well, it, I don't think it would fit me. You, no offense to it or me. <laughs> you go in. Is it like in, workout clothes? No, no it's, it's like, like jeans. Like, it's like. These jeans. Oh, you are, mean like basics, like basics? Yeah. It's yeah, like, it's like okay. fancy Everland. But I wouldn't. Oh, okay, but. Okay. but mm, it, there's, there'll be some, like, what I would call there's pieces. Some fast, yeah. Fashion pieces. Yeah. Sure. So, and it is pricey. I'll go in. There'll be like. It's like $400 for like jeans. There's always a rack. There's five. Tell me if I've done this bit on the pod because I keep saying this. There's always five. They, they, they no have like five things. They have like five things. One of them is like, two of them are like prohibitively expensive. One of them is like interesting, but no human being would ever wear it. Mm-hmm. One of them is a polo that is fine. And one of them is a t-shirt that for no reason is $130. Okay. So then I get one of those things. But I was doing it and the sales, the woman at the cash register was on her iPad and she was like, have you shopped here before? And I was like, yeah. And she was asking my email and it like kind of populated on the screen. And she was like, is this you? And I say, that's me in a nutshell. She laughed her ass off oh, for yeah, 25 yeah, minutes. Did I tell the whole podcast that? Oh. You I it. never heard it. Keep, Keep it. it. And, unless he loved it. Like how hard I she's laughing. I want it to be kept in and I want to say it. <laughs> She goes, mm. <laughs> But okay. ca- cash, re- cash register girls. Yeah. At- Retail space is always like my humor. My crush of the week is uh, everyone's been telling me to go for years. They go, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. 
the culture yogurt place on West 8th. If you know, you know, it's across from my massage place. We're new. Culture yogurt. It reminds me of something I had in high school, but it's like, it's basically like frozen yogurt, but like fancy Greek tart. Yeah. Anyways, they don't fuck around because, (laughs) first of all, it tastes so, so, so good. And what they do is when you get toppings, frozen strawberries and chocolate chips, you got to. I, I, I ordered a delivery. Yeah. I was so sad when I finished the toppings on the top. I scoop in. They put toppings on the bottom. Oh, wow. oh interesting. Oh, my God. Wow. Bottomings. They bottomed. <laughs> Culture wow. yogurt bottomed for me. That's my crush. Um, I never guys... even thought about that. Yeah, it changes everything. Because why, no. like, why don't they let you do that anywhere? They should do it. Yeah. Because it's not over. I was like, it's never over. Just because it's over it's doesn't mean it's really over. That song is so good, by I the way. I actually don't connect with that. I love it. It was right when Brian and I were getting back together. Anyways, <laughs> let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Do you guys feel hot today? I don't, but I should based on how I've been being, but I don't. Cool. Do you feel hot today? Extremely. You look, you look Gorgina. Yeah. Gorgiana. <laughs> I've been doing great. Really? Yeah. Working out. My skin's Where do you getting work out? great. I work out at... Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. did I do that? I, I really love it. I love hitting shit. It's yeah. like such a physical release. You just release. like wrap your hands up and I all do. That? That's the most annoying part because I'm not really good at it. I'm not consistent. It's the thing I hate the most about it. And if I'm running late, then I'm like it's wrapping them in the car. Yeah. And, they're, and they look like shit. And I don't care. Yeah. And then because I'm shoving them in gloves or whatever. But I've like, I, I know that it is fat phobic to talk about weight or whatever but i'm like a type of person that like whatever weight you're happy with is weight you're yeah. happy with so the weight that i like to be happy with yeah. i'm getting to yeah and honestly it's more about like the body shape that i was like yes totally. like now you know yeah. now my collarbones are collarboning yes. how i like your collarbone that's me with you know my ass I mean? right now my it's ass like looks my amazing thighs right now. are getting back to the thigh meat that i like the i like the you know yeah. the calf to look like and but i like most of all it's just like the stress relief i like i like to hit shit and also my face care routine is popping now. First of all, I was doing too much. The bitches, <laughs> the bitches are trying to trick us. Yeah, they're trying to trick That's us. That's what I, my mom says every like day. I had a non-care face no. care routine, no. and my skin was getting worse. Yeah, because it was like, okay, you gotta, you gotta do the toner, and then you gotta do the. We got this spray with the manuka honey, and then okay, you alternate between doing the retinol or you're doing the this uh, other kind of. Thing serum, and then you got you got the hyaluronic acid. But don't hold on, baby girl, we not done. Yeah. You gotta do like this serum and this. I was like, this is too much. It's too. And well, my skin starting to get bumpy yeah. and stuff. And so I've just like brought it down. But I did get one of those LED light machines. Oh, does that help? And it, and it does the neck. I just started it, but I've already noticed that my lips aren't peeling as much. Really? Yeah. Okay. And my- it's supposed to like brighten dark spots and i have the blue light setting too that's supposed to like help with acne oh interesting i've always had like clear skin but like lately i'm kind of like can it glow more no you're just wanting to spend money on something yeah i had that same thing (laughs) yeah i had it too and now i realize i have all these facial products and i'm like i never needed this like girl you are black what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) sunscreen um yeah sunscreen do you okay do you feel hot no because i just got in last night and when i flying to la i got in late and i had to do the rental car and i'm I haven't washed my hair that flight just feels so long yeah no your matter skin looks what. great your skin thank is not you. giving plain thank you i it's more that like i'm, I'm acidy you know what i'm saying oh yeah just from the plane i had a plane i had a food yeah. on the plane and I, it makes me so acid anyways i'm gonna be okay yeah <laughs> 
Um, what's our last thing? Are you mad at me? Oh my god, are you mad? We just check in in case tensions are high. Yeah, are you mad? Are you mad at me? Are you mad at us? No. Okay. Okay. I'm like in love with you guys. Oh my god. Thank you so much for coming on. Come anytime. You're so special. Welcome to our home. Thank you. You brought the best energy. Thank God. Are you mad at me? Not at all. Are you mad at me? No. Great. Great. Well, thank you all um, for listening so and watching. Much. Check out Scam Goddess. Anything else, Lacey, you want to plug? Uh, not right now, I don't think. Amazing. Yeah, Make I sure to check out that massage right beef porn. Um, we're going to link <laughs> in the episode And of course, notes. No Tell Motel, where there's a guy in the cross space. There's a guy. And if you are the guy in that wall, shout out. We want to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening. HeadGum. Seek Treatment is a production of HeadGum Studios. Our associate producer is Ali Khan. Our producer is Tevi Kaunitz. Our executive producer is Emma Foley. The show is edited, mixed, and mastered by Rochelle Chen. The show art is created by Carly Jean Andrews. Subscribe and check out new episodes on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Love. Love. If you just can't take a hint, we'll seek treatment. With Kat and Pat. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>